Welcome in, everybody. It's the Important Nonsense Podcast Wednesday edition, the classic edition, as I like to think of it. Uh, I am your host this week, Mr. Neil Smith. You can find me online just about everywhere at nonsense underscore Neil. And with me, the man, the myth, the legend, you know him, you tolerate him on Twitter, Mr. Steve Bonham. How you doing, Steve? You know me, just living the dream one day at a time. One day at a time. Uh, I know you got some good news today. Uh, that they're actually going to officially upgrade your internet out there in your part of the world from to the 21st century. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, congratulations to the entire bottom household. Thank actually, you. Thank no you. It's, it's, uh, I'd like to thank the Academy. Uh, <laughs> you know, I had to sleep with a lot of producers to get to this point, but well, it was worth it. It was all worth it. What you do. Uh, so that's good. No longer will his family have to choose between YouTube videos and Rocket League. Now they can do both. <laughs> dare to uh, dream dare to dream the real news by the way the real intro for this show besides that because that was just some unexpected good news to the bottom household today we all were saddened by the departure forced departure i should say of ron rivera who was uh allowed to go explore other opportunities uh and i for one wish him uh Wish him a lot of luck at FS1 or ESPN, whichever one of those that he lands at. And yep. uh, uh, so there you go. Look for that coming to a television screen near you on mute at a bar. Uh, Ron Rivera has been relieved of his duties as the Carolina Panthers head coach. Pour one out for our boy, Riverboat Ron. Um, I don't even have any analysis for this, by the way. This is just... I'm just <laughs> telling you... If Leslie Frazier can get rehired as a defensive coordinator somewhere, someone will hire Ron Rivera as a defensive coordinator. I can't. Argue. I'm just saying. I can't argue with that. For those of you who, so for those of you who are too young, Google Leslie Frazier. <laughs> just Google it and read, and you'll get it. But uh, if Chuck Pagano can get a job as yeah, a defensive Ch- coordinator, but Chuck Pagano actually is doing a good job <laughs> as defensive coordinator in his current is job. He? Yeah, he's doing Easy. better than he's doing better than uh, than the other example you gave of Leslie Frazier. The other okay, example that's fair. The other example sure. is better. Okay, like the other example's a lot better. I have another one too on the other side of the ball. If Mike if McCoy, Steve Wilkes can get uh, a job as a defensive coordinator, yeah, that's a that's a fair point. If Todd Bowles can continue to get defensive coordinator jobs, and if on the other side of the ball, if Mike McCoy can continue to get hired over over and over, like a bad penny. <laughs> will not cannot yep. get rid of him uh it just I, ryan I, rivera I chief's point. defensive coordinator next year book it couldn't do worse could not do worse than what's currently happening so um there you go uh, as far as analysis for the panthers for this year i i don't think it's going to change much it's just it's the christian mccaffrey show and it's if only there was some show that had them as had him as number one running back. I, if only there was someone with that level of foresight. Who could have warned you? You're welcome. Man. You're welcome. You're welcome. <sighs> well, let's do the real news. Let's do the proper news. I suppose it's not as fun as Ron Rivera speculating on his career prospects, but I do have something that's close to that level of. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to leave you. I don't want to. We can't. We can't wean you off that without something to step down onto. Uh, Daniel Jones was ruled out today with a high ankle sprain, and uh, he's back. He's back. Eli. Rising from the dead. No, well, Fantasy Zombie doesn't apply to this, but Eli Manning will be taking the reins. Ben McAdoo couldn't kill him. Daniel Jones can't kill him either. (laughs) The man that keeps Peyton Manning out of the Monday Night Football booth is starting on Monday Night Football. There's a certain... Irony to that. Uh, so there you go. By the way, this is just fun as well. All the Giants look like they're going to play for the first time in what four weeks? Like we're going to get all the Giants starters. That's a, it's ac- you know it's actually the first time all season. Yeah, it's true. That's true because of the Sterling Shepard. Because the last the, time that yeah. Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram were both healthy, Golden Tate was suspended. Yep. Yep. So there you go. There you go. So that's fun. So Eli Manning, all your Giants weapons, you finally get them back. Eli Manning, you're welcome. You're welcome. I, uh, karma. 
karma is karma. Look, all I can say is Eli's under center. Can I start Saquon twice? Can I put Saquon in my lineup twice somehow? <laughs> is there some kind of loophole that will allow me to do that? Because, my God, oh, the 50 is coming. If you've you never wanted to know to... where it's been all year. <laughs> Woo. If you've ever been able to figure out some Python script in your lineup to clone an entry, uh, this is the week to figure it out, folks. We don't condone cheating here at the Important Nonsense Podcast. But frankly, if you can figure out that level of cheating. You I ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I say, I say fair play to you if you can cheat at that level. <laughs> at, that point, at that point, who's going to stop you? Uh, Again, the problem for Saquon all year, we talked about it in the preseason, was the big plays. Got to hit the big plays, right? Yep, and that's the regression a big analysis part of it too. We gave at the beginning of the year, yes, to a team. That was the regression analysis at the beginning of the year, and while that has panned out, he still does not have a forty-plus yard play this season after having eight last year. Shock, shock that that would regress. Oh, if only someone warned you. <laughs> However, that said, what has also killed him is they're not utilizing him in the passing game because they have a quarterback who can throw it more than five yards. Well. I give you Eli Manning, <laughs> a quarterback who cannot throw it more than five yards. The return of the checkdown to Saquon. It's back. Yeah, Evan Ingram with a 40, Saquon with a 50, book it. Uh, Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, droppable in all formats. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Sterling Shepard, all useless. All useless for these purposes, of course, if you go by Steve Bottoms' rankings, which are fantasy pros, so are mine. Not Thank wrong. You, fantasy pros. Not we wrong. Love you. Thank you, fantasy pros. You've been great to us. Um. In less funny news, well, I guess the way it was delivered was funny. Baker Mayfield practiced on Wednesday and said he intends to play through his hand injury that caused him to go in and out of the game uh, against Pittsburgh. And boy, that sounds like a bad idea. Hand injury for a guy that was struggling with accuracy. No, thank you on that. You can't sink the Jarvis Landry, though. You can't sink the SS Jarvis. Man, I've never been more right about anything, except possibly Dak. That that uh, that this, that is a I'm I'm so right that it even transcends how right I was, making me wrong. It's very frustrating in that regard. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the uh, the if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google Jarvis Landry versus Odell Beckham stats, and then go view any Twitter conversation anyone's had in the last 24 hours. Man, Jarvis is white hot right now. He is white on hot. fire to a level that he has never been in his career, including the Miami days. Uh, it's it's unbelievable the pace that he's on. They're just feeding him the ball, and he's open because they're still double covering Odell because you still have to. He'll he'll make you pay if you don't want to do anything. But they're not taking the shots to him. But he's going to play with that hand injury. Uh, I downgrade him for that reason. Um, I do not, however, downgrade too much of the skill position stuff. Maybe they get chubbed the ball a little more. That's the topic people are more frustrated about. Frankly, if you want to get into that, which we don't really have time to. Which because Neil over the uh, did you know over the last four weeks? So over the last four weeks, I'm gonna read you the list of wide receivers who have scored more points per game than Jarvis Landry. All right, hit me. Ready? Yep. All right, Michael Thomas. Okay. That's it. All right. Good list. All right. That's that's the analysis. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, by the way, we warned you about that Kareem Hunt and Chubb people. We warned you about this, and we downgraded him in our rankings. So we warned you. Uh. <laughs> Did you have any a lot of your welcomes on this show? That really is. We're really taking some victory laps here today. Um, I got another victory lap. Bruised gonna, back I got another from all victory this lap. I got another victory lap. I'm going to take here right now too. Nick Foles benched Gardner Minshew to the starter. You're welcome. You are so <laughs> welcome for this. All you people who tried to tell me to not play Ryan Tannehill and to play Nick Foles last week. How you like me now? <laughs> How you like me now? With your negative a two. Lot of, a lot of take that's on this show. Yeah, that's this right. A, there's a yeah. theme. There's a there's theme, theme happening. There's a theme. I'm, I, we'll get to the parts where I'm less right very soon. Uh, but uh, the people's champion, Gardner Minshew, coming back. The hero America needs right now, Steve. The blue-collar working-class hero that everybody wanted with that stash is back. Does that do anything for you vis-a-vis the Jacksonville pass catchers? I mean, not really. It's still confusing as hell. Uh, This is the first week all season I believe I have ranked D.D. Westbrook ahead of D.J. Chark. And I don't feel great about it, but I I also have seen what has happened here recently. And when he's been healthy, D.D. Westbrook has been dominating. 
So I, I was flirting with that idea. I did not go that way. Okay, so I had the I have the projection of D.D. Westbrook out projecting him. I still ranked Chark higher because he has the big playability. But if you're going for volume, if you're looking for the safe floor, D.D. Westbrook, it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty good option. I concur. I also have uh, D.J. Chark over D.D., but in terms of what I feel is safer, the D.D. Yes. floor is uh is much safer since we are going to right. the playoffs here welcome yeah to be clear to the uh because i i muddled that up in my own brain uh <laughs> i have dd westbrook at 37 and dj chark at uh 18 and in the can terms of consensus that means i hate uh dj chark hate him because he's like a top five consensus right now correct like that. because of the so, matchup this week and uh the fact that uh, I also actually I have DJ Chark. Yeah, I actually dropped him this week. You have him 16. at sixteen. At sixteen, and yeah. Again, like the the idea is, oh well, you know, it, it's the beat up Chargers. They they have to be giving up a ton of points. Not really. Not over as the last beat up few also. weeks. Yeah, over the last few weeks they've been getting healthier and they've been exploited on a couple of big plays, but that's really it. They haven't given up a lot underneath. So I have DJ Chark ranked higher. But in terms of my actual like uh, projections for the week, I believe I have D.D. Westbrook at 14 points and D.J. Chark at 13 and a half. So I have D.D. projected ahead of him, but I figure that D.D. will actually finish somewhere around that 14. There's a chance D.J. Chark hits the big play and has a 30, which is why you play D.J. Chark. But yeah, if, if, if I'm going just by safety, I'm going D.D. Westbrook. Yes. The floor is... Look, now that this is actually kind of goes back to the preseason again. It's kind of how we had this before. DJ Chark has been coming on and coming on and coming on, but DD's been hurt and hurt and hurt. And now he's finally healthy. So we'll have to see how that all shakes out moving forward. Yeah, and the more interesting conversation is the one for the offseason of what happens to Nick Foles. Correct. And then who's the actual quarterback? Is it Minshew? Is it Foles? Is it somebody not with the organization? Because there's going to be a, a dearth of quarterback turnover and new additions to the league. Uh, through this draft, there's like four guys roughly right now that all project to be. I mean, this is going to be like uh, two years ago, I think, with the the big four at quarterback, and it's, you're going to be projecting these are the guys that are probably going to go near the top of the draft. So there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of interesting turnover down there in Jackson. Will Tom Coughlin still work there? Uh, now we'll get into some areas that I that are less fun, Steve. Jeff Driscoll sent to the IR. I cede the floor to you, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I wrote about this in the waiver column this week with the quarterbacks. Look, Jeff Driscoll last season with Cincinnati had a couple of spot starts where he looked pretty decent, but nobody expected him to come out and do what he did this year. Before he got hurt, Matt Stafford was the number five quarterback in fantasy football. In the weeks that he started, Jeff Driscoll on a ter- in terms of points per game, was QB 9 or 10. I forget what the actual number was. And David Blau comes out on Thursday, on Thanksgiving, national television, huge game, front of the home crowd in Detroit, and is QB 12. So, I mean, at this point, it's the offense. Whoever is under center for the Lions, it's a startable quarterback at this point. Outside of that one week for Jeff Driscoll, every other week this season, the Lions' starting quarterback has been in a top 12 position. That is a remarkable stat. Yeah, and it's, well, I mean, it's the play calling, too. They're they're putting them, their yeah. defense is still bad. They're putting them in these shootouts. Yeah, it was a situation, yeah. <laughs> a lot of that going on. A lot of shootouts and coming from behinds and a lot of throwing. Uh Drew Locke. Boy, I mean, I there was a lot of things I got right in the preseason, but Matt Patricia being good at his job <laughs> with that defense was not one of them. Nobody Whew. had that right, though. Nobody had that right. <laughs> you, you, me, nobody. Nobody had that right. Um, <clears throat> Speaking of other things that very few people had right that are interesting, Drew Locke is going to be this, the Broncos starter moving forward. Came out, white hot start, two touchdowns to Cortland Sutton. Uh, and then once the Chargers stopped gifting them excellent field position, started looking like a rookie. So the Broncos actually won that game. I have to imagine they have to know what they have it, what they at least think they have in quarterback going forward for the rest of the year. So he projects to be your starter for the rest of the year. 
I don't think it does anything to the Broncos' skill position players. Do you? I don't think it changes anything. Well, I mean, we're going to see that a little differently. N- number one, I-, I don't want any part of Drew Locke in terms of fantasy. No, no, no. Okay, um, well, we're very much on the same page there. Not yeah, a fantasy, so, fantasy rosterable quarterback. In obviously, dynasty, interesting stash, but you know, other than he that, didn't even you make know, the waiver league, dynasty league. He didn't even make the sure. waiver column, folks. You know, in, 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 and believe me, it's easy to make the waiver column a quarterback. <laughs> Have a pulse. Yeah, I mean, dynasty league, keeper league. You want to stash him, take a shot, sure. But other than that, uh, redraft, no. Uh, Cortland Sutton, quarterback doesn't matter. We've seen that. He, he just dominates whoever it is. The other outside guys doesn't matter. I'm not rostering or playing any of them. Weren't the only one anyway, that's Yeah, the only one that's uh, kind of up in the air uh, is Noah Fant. And I know you're a Noah Fant fan. For Dynasty, Me, for not Dynasty, so much. I'm a Noah Fant fan. I'm a Noah Fant okay. 2020 fan. That's been my analysis all along. It's been very consistent. Okay. Is Noah Fant, rookie tight end, not interested for this year. But if we were playing Dynasty, I would have taken him in the draft last year. Not even to play him this year. Just because on paper, in year two, he should take that Cortland Sutton style leap. He should figure this out in a real way. That's my analysis on Noah Fant. Something I'm very interested in for next season. Not so interested in for the rest of this year at all. Yeah, I mean, he has... Noah Fant is a good one that kind of reminds me... It's a, it's a different situation, but Austin Hooper, mm-hmm. where he had like one game where he flashed his rookie year and then disappeared and was pretty worthless the whole rest of that season. And everybody gave up on him. And last year, he was hit or miss. He was okay. And now, here we are in year three of it, and Austin Hooper, before he got hurt, top five, number one overall, actually, tight end. So, Noah Fant has the talent to be in the same situation, I think, you know, maybe not next year even, but two years from now, once he gets acclimated. And especially, you have to have the rapport with the QB. That's such a huge thing. And we don't know who the quarterback's going to be in Denver, which is the biggest problem. Right. So that's the biggest impediment for me, for him, is just not having even the same offense, potentially, because I don't know what they're going to do. Coach, I don't know what they're going to do. Quarterback, I get the impression that they don't know the answer to either of those questions. So I like Noah Fant as a prospect for 2020 and beyond. Not something I want this year. The only Broncos that I have any interest in for rostering for this season, the remainder of this year, uh, Cortland Sutton and Philip Lindsay, and even Philip Lindsay is really risky. Right. Um, that's it, actually. On the All right. Run. Yeah. So there's then we see that else. the same way. You're right. Yeah. There's nothing else for this season. Prospects, we'll talk about yeah. it, and then also we'll see who their quarterback is next year. Because I don't even know if that guy's in the building right now. Um, it would be the most Broncos thing ever to sign who, Marcus, Marcus Mariota. Mariota? It no, would be he's yeah, in Tennessee's building Broncos right now. Thing in the universe to sign Marcus Mariota. So. You touched on Austin Hooper. Uh, we won't spend a lot of time on it because we'll talk about it on Friday, but it is encouraging to see that he is back at practice. So very much trending in the right direction. The only reason we brought it up is because pre-injury, he was the number one tight end in fantasy this year. They are. Yeah, and he said he wanted to play in week 13, but they had the Thursday game. So he I... didn't want to rush back. They they were safe with it. So now week 14, I feel much more comfortable that he'll be back this week. On Friday, I anticipate having to adjust my rankings, getting the notice that he will be playing officially. And as soon as that happens, he will be a borderline top five tight end. Um, uh, moving on to running back, Marlon Mack, same kind of thing as, uh, oh, I'm sorry, one more tight end. Uh, speaking of rookie tight ends that flashed and then kind of had disappointments, I, I, there, I almost view him as very much like uh, Noah Fant. TJ Hawkinson ended up landing on the IR this week. Uh, kind of a frustrating season for him, uh, just the way that that started with the monster game. Yeah. And then kind of cratering back to earth for quite a while. And But another one I like uh, very much for 2020 and beyond. Oh, very Yeah, much he's so. another one where, you know, Stafford's getting up there in age. He is. But as long as he sticks around a couple more years, TJ Hawkinson and him can have a, a decent connection, something that he hasn't had there in years. <sighs> so, I mean, when uh, you look at what Stafford was doing the first half of this season before he got hurt, assuming he stays healthy, and Hawkinson as well, obviously, but... You know, the two of them could be quite the duo. He seems to have taken that uh that inside Golden Tate type role for the check down pass catches in that offense. So it'll be interesting well, to see going forward what he does. 
Not a shock that both Hawkinson and Noah Fant went to tight end university at Iowa. Meanwhile, Marlon Mack back at practice after missing two weeks with a fractured hand is the most important running back news uh, for all of you people out there looking at your playoff matchups. What do you think about that, Steve? You think he's actually going to get on the field this week? Because I think he's going to. At this point, I think he kind of has to. Uh, we We mentioned before, like, you know, if you're the Colts, you're in a decent position. You don't have to rush him back. Well, back-to-back losses and in the division. Yep. Yeah, you kind of need to bring him back. And the Titans are need white hot all of a sudden. T.Y. T- Hilton all of a sudden is is possibly not playing. Yep. I mean, you're without one of your top guys. You got Eric Ebron, regardless of what we think about him. Not playing. He's still a weapon in their offense who is not playing on, on the IR. So, yeah, I mean, Marlon Mack is a guy they absolutely need in their lineup if they want to well, think about too, the playoffs. Chester Rogers probably isn't going to play, and my thoughts on Chester Rogers are well documented on this show. Um, they're not positive for those of you who didn't hear, who, who haven't heard them. Uh, even he's not playing, so you're running out of you're running out of options. So I think Marlon Mack will be back out there. He's gonna, as we mentioned before, he's probably going to be playing with that cast. So don't look for him to be catching any passes. But if you're paying attention, you're not looking for Marlon Mack to be catching any passes anyway. Um. Also returning from injury, by the way, returning to practice, carry on Johnson. He could come back in week 16. Not so much a fantasy note, by the way, here, because I can't imagine anybody's going to play carry on Johnson in week 16 for their championship matchup in all likelihood. Not going to happen. More just a good note that he's actually been able to return within the season. I think it bodes well for him for next year. And I'd love to see, frankly, we talked about it briefly. Either, I think it was on Friday. Uh, the tandem of carry on and Bo Scarborough, I think would be a lot of fun. If you could keep, if you could keep that going, so just something to keep in mind for all you people who roster Carry On Johnson, uh, useless for redraft, but in keeper and dynasty, um, it does so, seem like he's coming back. Yes, Carry On Johnson. We talked about it in week sixteen, or uh, coming back week sixteen. We talked about it at the time of the injury that potentially that could happen. However, it wasn't worth trading for. It wasn't worth picking up off waivers and wasting a roster spot. Uh, it wasn't even really worth holding on to because even if he does come back in week 16, let's say he does, they're playing Denver on the road, uh, who right now is the 26th rated matchup against running backs. So they, they have been stifling against the run. And if you play into week 17, they've got Green Bay, who's 16th. Yeah. So no two not so great matchups coming off of an injury where they're probably just going to split time with him and Scarborough. Uh, for at least the last two games, and we'll have to project that forward going into next season, which I would absolutely hate since I am on the free carry-on bandwagon. Correct, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, we every will... time we get on the free carry-on ba- bandwagon, yeah. carry-on A wheel hurt. breaks. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. I was also with you this year. I haven't always been, but this year I was on the free carry-on bandwagon, and he got hurt again. And It's just it, this is the problem. you got to yep. figure some way of getting him to get through the season without him getting hurt like that. But yes, um, uh, for this year, don't get cute. Not worth it. Not worth it. But very interesting for next year. Uh, Josh Jacobs, my BFF from the, I never have rookies rated that high. And he has just been nothing short of a man. He is a man out there doing all that dirty work in that Gruden offense, just forcing his will on people, running it up the middle when, frankly, there's not even a seam and he just blasts forward for three yards anyway. He has been playing with a fractured shoulder, which is what this lingering injury is. Apparently has come out that he's been dealing with for the last few weeks. and He's been playing through it. Um, Yeah. So does that scare you off from playing Josh Jacobs, despite the fact with what I just said with the production, does the, does knowing that it's a fractured shoulder make you not want to play? Uh, I wouldn't say it makes me not want to play him, but it makes me even more confident in my low rating of him. (laughs) I mean, outside of that, no. It's the same thing I said to to Jack when we were we had the show a couple weeks back, where uh, I was so down on Josh Jacobs, and he wanted to know why. And it's not it's not because of anything Josh Jacobs particularly is doing. It's just that the way they're utilizing him, and he's not getting the pass catching, which this is clearly why. It's in PPR formats, there are typically better options. Now it's all matchup dependent. Obviously, they're playing Tennessee who is, at this point, a sieve against the run. Uh, They are just giving up so many points to running backs. And with how Josh Jacobs is used in that offense, 
I mean, I feel like if they know he has a fractured shoulder and they're still putting him out there, why? I mean, why are you risking the most talented player on your current John roster? Gruden, that's why. Uh, that's, that's that's the most puzzling part about this. But in terms of fantasy, Gruden. like, yeah, like this week I have him as a back-end RB1. Um, generally, I have him back-end RB1, high-end RB2. So, I mean, that's kind of not going to change. Well, I wasn't worried about uh, him going up with the news of his fractured shoulder. Um, okay. No, yeah, I, but, but I'm just saying, I'm not dropping until he gets, until That's he just gets where he's been for me, and that's he where gets, he will stay. Until yeah. he gets finally hurt, that's where he's going to live. Okay. Um, Kalen Balaj was finally hurt and landed on the IR. If you were playing Kalen Balaj still, why? Um, moving on from that immediately, Ronald Jones, people may have Patrick noticed. Patrick Laird for president. Patrick Laird for president. I will co-sign that. Uh, Patrick Laird can at least catch, okay? <laughs> people. Like, Patrick Laird can catch. Yep. I've seen him do that. Not a great runner. Uh, Ronald Jones, back to that, was benched last week. Uh, some of you may have noticed in the third quarter. And apparently he was benched for a missed blitz pickup. And they've come out and said he is going to be the team starter continuing on. But not great when they have so little confidence in you that it was one missed blitz pickup that was finally like, that was the final straw. That was the final straw that caught that put it over the top. Well, it wasn't one. It's built up over time. That's what I mean. That was the final missed yeah. blitz pickup. Like, that was yeah. it. Okay, great. So now we're doing And this. the fact that to this point, he's been split. The, the problem with Ronald Jones is he's got so much talent. And if they would just let him loose and give him the full job, he's probably a top 15 running back. Probably. Realistically. Probably. With how much they run the ball the and, and given the opportunity. If you took Peyton Barber's touchdowns and his like even half of his carries yeah. and put them on Ronald Jones's stats. You're looking at a borderline top 10 running back. Unfortunately, they love to go with the two headed monster. They're going with the committee and Peyton Barber seems to be for whatever reason, their goal line back. Even when Jones is playing and healthy, Peyton Barber is the guy getting the goal line looks between the two of them. I'm consistently going to have them ranked basically in the same neighborhood. And I would love to have Ronald Jones higher and believe that eventually, you know, he's going to take over. But like this week, I've got him at 21. I'm higher than anyone else because Indy can't seem to stop the run lately. And I'm thinking, well, maybe this is he can blow up. Maybe he can have a decent week. Maybe he can be that back end RB2 finally. But Peyton Barber is more than likely going to break my heart because that's what Peyton Barber does. He'll vulture that touchdown just like he's been doing. Um, we're going to do these next two in reverse order, actually. Uh, Dalvin Cook injured his shoulder on Monday night, and for those who saw it, uh, everyone instantly overreacted for good reason and assumed that that was it. He was done for the year. That's his history, unfortunately. Um, but it turns out that it was actually a shoulder injury and not something else, and he actually has a pretty good chance to play this week. And we have said this a million times on this show. We've written about it a million times in our waiver column. If you have Cook and you don't have Alexander Madison, we're dumb. That's it. That's the analysis. Like shots fired. I don't know what how else to explain it to you in a way. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I've tried being nice. I've tried being a jerk. And now we're just gonna try childish name calling. Cause I, so I like nothing else is thing. working. <laughs> so he's got a bruised clavicle, is the official injury. Uh so yes, it is a shoulder injury, and the problem is when he, he's had it for a couple of weeks now. And they said he left the game because he happened to get hit on the bruise and it hurt so bad he couldn't go back in the game. So they're going to continue to trot him out there every week and give him his full usage every week. And he'll be a top five to top ten running back every week if he stays in. But if he takes one bad hit, it's the Alexander Madison show. And he takes over and suddenly becomes a top 15 play. And you're never going to know when it's going to happen. And nope. I hate every second of it. Yep. Hate it all. Hate every minute of this. It's very much that Josh Jacobs thing, except in this case, there's actually a capable replacement. Um, so that is just extremely frustrating. Uh, unfortunately, my analysis doesn't change. I feel like you have to roster them both. Because if Delvin Cook takes that final shot that one time, 
next week, it's just going to be Madison for the rest of the year. And if it was just Madison for the rest of the year, he probably wouldn't have those cook numbers, but he would be a top 10 to top 15 running back for the rest of the year. So here's, here's the deal. So Dalvin Cook, as I just mentioned, think of the scenarios this weekend, right? Dalvin Cook takes a hit on that shoulder, done for the rest of the game, Madison's in. Uh, they're playing Detroit. They go up big. They rest Dalvin Cook, Madison's in. Uh, they decide that they, they want to limit his workload and ease him down from the snap count to try to help him heal a little bit. So they split it 50-50 and Madison gets more work. There are plenty of scenarios this weekend where Alexander Madison outsnaps and outproduces Dalvin Cook. So it's not the craziest thing in the world if you want to roll the dice with Alexander Madison as a flex, in my opinion. Exactly. No, he's 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 in that flex conversation even with Cook playing. So if he was to not play, right. you, you have to have him. It's just that simple. Now we're going to talk about something else that I know is near and dear to your heart that is equally as possibly more frustrating, which is why I chose to do this. Life. Hey, do you know who got signed by the Chiefs today? Everybody's favorite, Spencer Ware! The homecoming! He's back! Uh, Damien Williams actually has an outside chance at playing in Week 14. Daryl Williams is being listed as doubtful, and Shady is Shady at this point. So I just have one question for you. Is it finally the time? First of all, it's never the time. <laughs> Second of all, uh, so they had Damien Williams and Shady McCoy already blocking the path for my boy. And then with Daryl Williams getting hurt, they I mean, it kind of peaked the door open a little bit as the number like three spot. But again, just thinking about it logically, if Damian Williams is borderline ready to play and we know LaShawn McCoy is fully healthy, if Daryl Williams is okay or is going to be okay in a week or two, why bother signing Spencer Ware? So that just leads me to believe that Daryl Williams is probably done for the year, right? Very possible. I mean, there's it's not no an reason. It's not why, an why would you bring on a fourth running back? The only way you would do no it if he wasn't reason. done for the year is if you weren't convinced Damian Williams was going to make it the rest. Which, by the way, is not insane. So you could have a it's situation where Damian Williams is just perennially beat up, and Daryl Daryl Williams is doubtful. And LaShawn McCoy is one shot to the ankle away from being done for the year as well, as we know. So you might have needed a guy anyway, just based, it on, just based on nothing other than it can't be Darwin Thompson and no one. Right. So, I so feel here's like my thought. thought. So now you've got, so let's say Daryl Williams is done because, sure. I mean, how could he not be? So Damian Williams is back. LaShawn McCoy's back. Now you've got Spencer Ware as your healthy third. There's no way uh, Darwin Thompson is an active player on Sundays. So maybe we get lucky and he goes to the practice squad and somebody snipes him off the practice squad. And he goes to a situation where he gets appreciated for the talent that he is. All right, I wasn't expecting that. So you're just looking for exits at this point. How can I get? Yeah, I'm looking. Off where's my golden parachute? Because this, I am not. <laughs> I hate the Chiefs. Ugh. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That was one of the funniest Twitter moments of just everybody. Our words do not exp- cannot express how much I hate the Chiefs for this. Yep. So apparently, it is never Darwin Thompson time. We'll check Again, it on like that. They re-checking. signed Spencer Ware. If Daryl Williams somehow isn't done for the year and is back in a week or two, this is the dumbest signing I have <laughs> ever seen in NFL history. I'm not even going to say this year. I'm saying in NFL history. history. NFL, the history in a league where the Bears gave $15 million to Mike Glennon, this would be the dumbest signing in NFL history. That did happen. That's, uh, yeah. I don't know about dumbest in NFL history, but uh, the hate is real. The hate is real yep. for Darwin real. Thompson out there. It is. Meanwhile, and finally at wide receiver, just a couple quick hitters. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, effectively, there was a story broke today saying he, there's a lot of questions on whether or not he's coming back this year at all at this point. So um, I think it would be dependent on how many of these games they can win without him. Uh, not great. Uh, I wish I had better advice for you other than 
Zach Pascal, if you've really needed it. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster has been upgraded to questionable, which if you've been following that this year, that is an upgrade from where he's been. Uh, while he's been down, and frankly, even when he's in there, James Washington is on the little tear here. And it's crazy because all it took was Ben Roethlisberger's arm exploding on national television, Mason Rudolph getting benched for being bad. And uh, and there you go. Duck Dodges. So there you go. Duck Hodges. He's out there. So it's, are you buying this? Is this something that you'd be interested in as a flex if you if you were desperate for the playoffs? Uh, yes, it actually is. So I have him ranked fairly high this week. And I would say over the last four weeks. So again, this is including the last couple of weeks with Mason Rudolph in there. When yes, we were like all trash. looking like yeah, trash. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> when he looked terrible and it was seeming like it was going to be a lot of uh, the uh, Deontay Johnson show. It's you look at what he's done. You've got James Washington this past week with Duck Hodges, 21.1. Before that, 18.8, 7.9, Over the last four weeks, the only uh, players that he, no one's outscored him on his team. He's actually a wide receiver two in terms of points per game over the last two weeks. So, or four weeks. So if you're talking about Fantasy playoffs, yeah. If I have to start three wide receivers and a flex, James Washington is absolutely working his way into my starting lineup. I agree with all of that. That's why I made sure he made the show notes because he is still not hugely available, but he's still available in a lot of leagues, folks. And I don't fully understand what he... Yeah, he's only rostered, and this is post waivers running yesterday, He's only rostered in 24% of ESPN league. You're not going to find too many people who dislike the work and life and times of James Washington more than me. Uh, Again. (laughs) And I'm telling you that that's a flex. Like, it's got to be by math. Like, by virtue of addition. This week, like, if nothing else, even if you don't like him the rest of the year, okay, which would be dumb, but if nothing else, this week they're playing Arizona. The number three rated matchup so for wide receivers. Robert. Yeah. Look at what Robert Woods just Check did to out. them last week. Just quick. ripped them apart. So <laughs> you're telling me that James Washington has been the number one receiver on that team for the last four weeks now. Even when Juju's healthy, all he does is take the primary coverage and open up James Washington more. I, I mean, I have him rated at 23 this week. I think I might be a little low. And I'm way above consensus everybody and everybody else, else in our the universe. Ranks. No, so. yeah, and I, I'm I'm warming up to the idea that that he's probably going to get adjusted up in the little bit for me, my rank date because he. Uh, I went through those numbers and it's like, no, nah, that's too much math to ignore. He's he's just put up too many points at this point for me to consider it a fluke or a one-off or or anything like some sort of anomaly. It's not that. It's watch the games. He's the best receiver they have at the moment, and. They've got the matchups to back it up. It's just it's frustrating, but it's what it is. Uh, speaking of things that are frustrated but are what they are, uh, John Ross was activated from the IR, and that concludes the news because that's borderline. <laughs> that's <non-news>. accurate. <laughs> Fantasy season is in full swing, but you can get covered with Roto Assurance for your DFS team. All you have to do is draft your team on any DFS platform out there, then head over to RotoAssurance.com and fill out the daily fantasy insurance form. All they need is some basic information like your name, email, how much the contest entry fee is, and the player that you want to insure. When you're doing that, you can enter promo code NONSENSE, that's N-O-N-S-E-N-S-E, to get 20% off of your coverage. If your insured player gets injured in the first half and does not return for the second half of the game due to that injury, then you're covered. You get your full entry fee back to that DFS contest. So what do you have to lose? Head on over to rotoassurance.com, use promo code NONSENSE to save 20% on your plan, and remember that injuries can happen at any time, so sign up today. May I play devil's advocate for a moment? It's time for some devil's advocate. Who the devil are you? Debating the topics. There's still one thing that doesn't make sense. The community is talking about. Now, what were we talking about? (laughs) 
Alright, Neil, are you ready? I am ready. Half point PPR, Mark Ingram or Chris Carson? Well, I tell you what, it's going to end up being Mr. Chris Carson, I believe, because uh, I have him still yep. rated nice and high. Uh, yep, I have Chris. Uh, yep, I have Chris Carson. Chris Carson in the half point PPR against the Rams on Monday night. Uh, yep, I'm with you. Just edging him out as a top ten guy in the uh, in the half point format. That is yep. the key there. If it was full PPR, I would be going with Mark Ingram. Yep, correct. Because uh, we talked about this on Monday while we were watching the game, actually. Rashad Penny, oh, you mean, much better oh, pass catcher. You mean the least helpful Pete, Pete Carroll experiment uh, for fantasy purposes ever? This is the least helpful yes. thing to anyone actually following that? Yeah, yeah. And he is the much better pass catcher. catcher Penny. Speaking of which, uh, PPR format need to bench one. So starting two of these three, Joe Mixon, John Brown, Rashad Penny. Who's on the bench? Uh, I'm going Rashad Penny. It is going to end up being uh, Rashad Penny, given the other two. Just let me confirm that. But that is that is where I believe I have that ranked in my flex rankings for this week. Yeah, Rashad Penny. Yeah, I've got Brown yep. at wide receiver twenty-one. So I mean, uh, he's a starting wide receiver two. So if you've if you've got him in flex territory, you must have dominant wide receivers. Yeah, uh, I've got then, I've got Brown. So then it comes down well. to Mixon versus Penny, and and I'm still a Joe Mixon believer. So. Uh, Hashtag get in the mix. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Uh, Ooh, defense question. That's that's rivet the people, Neil. Oh, yeah. Uh, Niners like, what did I say D, before? Help me Colts pick a defense. D, or Jets D? I heard Colts D and Jets D. Was the other one Niners D? Niners, yeah. And... Uh, I'm going Jets. My rankings, I'm going Jets. You hold your nose and you play the Jets against Miami. I have the Jets is just inside a top 10 start this week. I have a nine. Yep. Yep. Playing the matchup. I mean, I have the Colts literally one spot behind it. So I, I, I get why you would do that. My next choice would be actually the 49ers a uh, few spots lower, uh, just based on history at this point. And the Colts a little bit lower than that because I know. Yeah, I mean they are talented, but they're playing the Saints. That's why I have both of I have actually have the Colts and Forty Nine ers the defense. I have the the Colts and I I know I see that next to each other. Mm -hmm. Like it's those are the two. I don't I don't really want to play either of them. Frankly, I'd much rather play the Jets and just hold my nose and close my eyes. Uh, Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan? First of all, we told you to cut both of those players. Second of all, it's Carson Wentz. I would agree with all of that. Yeah, all of that is accurate. Uh, let's see. Austin Eckler or James White, half-point PPR. So two PPR running backs in a half-point PPR situation. J- James White for me. Actually, I disagree with you. I have Eckler by four spots. So uh, it's really why, close. Why do you hate James White? Wow. <clears throat> I have them both like right, in the, like right at 20. So I don't hate either one of them. Um, I just I've seen what that Jacksonville defense. You obviously hate James White if you have him at twenty. Uh, My God, them that much. Not compared to consensus. Compared to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, I've cut him at number nine. Yeah, yeah. Have you yeah. seen so Kansas City's defense? I have, I have. I mean, they have two pass catching options for the Patriots. It's Julian Edelman and it's James White, <laughs> and that's it. He throws it to two people. No more than five yards down the field. He's Eli Manning with a lot more rings at this point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna split it, man. I'm sorry, question asker, that we're gonna right. split it. But I've got it super close. I've got Eckler at 20, and I've got James White at 24. People are like, "You hate James White?" No, I don't. Go look at everybody else's rank. <laughs> Steve loves not James people, White. Me. The big takeaway. Yeah. Steve's Steve loves James White is the takeaway from that. Not Neil hates James White. Neil's. Nine spots clear of consensus. All right, this is an interesting one. Uh, so, S- Josh Allen, Jared Goff, or Sam Darnold? And I know which one you're going to eliminate immediately. Oh, you know my hatred for Jared Goff knows no bounds. Um, <laughs> I actually, See, by you my hate, ranking. You, you hate Jared ranking. Goff. I hate him even more this week. Yeah, yeah, right? I have Sam Darnold higher than Goff. So right now I'm already eliminating uh, Goff for Darnold. Um, you got to go back to the well on that, I think. And then what was my other choice? 
Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah. If you wanted to play See, Josh, Josh Allen, I'm not going to hate you. Uh, but I've got See, Darnold and Allen right next to each other. It's Josh Allen, but it's Josh Allen against the Ravens. Yeah, that's which, what slow. That's what look, knocks it down. He's a bit. been hot, and it and it makes me a little nervous to have to play him against the Ravens. Don't get me wrong. I've got him as the number eight play this week. However, my shot call of the week is Sam Darnold at two. There you go. He's playing Miami. <laughs> He's been on fire. I'm I'm going with Sam Darnold. I, I mean, like I said, by my rankings, you got to go back to the well on that one more time, and you can't let the one bad game scare Free the beast. You got to go to Sam, Sam, Sam Darnold one more time here. All right, let's see. Um, oh, God, I don't want to do that one. That one's terrible. Okay, uh, fine, we'll do it. Zach Pascal or Sterling Shepard? Wow. That's a flex How are you in the that's, playoffs? That's a real question. That's a, no, it's a 16-team league question right there. I love it. That's a, that I'm in a 32-team yeah, dynasty league, exactly. and I've got, I've got Sterling Shepard. I made the playoffs at six and seven. And that's you said that's full point. Doesn't specify. Okay, so assuming full point, I've got Sterling Shepard two point two spots higher than Zach Pascal. What's tough about this is they both have great matchups. I tell you this right now, though. As I say this, I haven't adjusted this for the Eli Manning news. So now it's Zach Pascal. <laughs> Take that. It's Zach Pascal yeah, I, now. <laughs> yeah. I have Sterling Shepard six spots higher than Pascal. Uh, but again. We're talking about no T.Y. We're talking about no Eric Ebron, uh, a gimpy Marlon Mack, and the the Tampa Bay defense. I don't know. I mean, maybe Pascal? I don't know. I've got it close enough to where, given the flipping quarterback, I'm comfortable saying I would probably Pascal because I don't know what I'm going to get. I've seen Sterling Shepard and, and Eli Manning have success in the past. I've watched it happen. But Eli Manning hasn't played a game in weeks. I I just I don't I'm not. That's not, not true. He plays a lot of checkers on the sidelines. That's fair. But I'll take I'll take my chances on Zach Pascal. Oh, you mean football games? No, no, right. he hasn't played yeah. those. Well, he's okay. great at oh. Parcheesi, I'm sure. He's had a lot of time, but you know, it's like, uh, yeah, no, Zach. He Pascal cheats at gin rummy, but yeah. <laughs> All right, Browns defense or Bucks defense. And for me, that is the Browns. Uh, let's see. So you got Browns against Cincinnati. Yeah, and I'm going Browns. Again, th- this is another one of my shot calls. I just listed it out there. The, all the weapons missing from Indy. They have been struggling to put points on the board, and they have been turning the ball over like crazy. Oh, yeah. In addition to that, Tampa Bay has the number three rush defense in the league right now. They are shutting down the run game. So it's the secondary that's the problem, and all of the pass-catching weapons for the Colts are hurt. So I have Tampa Bay as the number six play this week. I got the Bucks in this one. You're not they're, alone. No. I've seen Granted, that in the community. they're one spot ahead of the Browns. So I view this it, it's I view either or. the Bucks as the definition of playing with fire. But, the literal, yes. It's the definition of it. If you took a negative four because you played the Bucks, I am not going to feel bad for you. Uh, so here's for me, my thing. I got to go. In Brown. addition to that, so you've got the Bucks against the Colts, and uh, I personally like the Bucks more. I get what you're saying with the playing with fire. What scares the hell out of me about the Browns? Yes, it's Cincinnati. It's a division matchup. And what do I always say about division matchups, Neil? They're freaking wonky. They're wonky. You can't They're really predict wonky. them. No, they're super wonky. It would not. I mean, we went. We saw me. Atlanta shut down the Saints for no reason. For no reason, they shut them down after the Saints came off the bye. So, I mean, crazy things happen in these interdivision matchups. If I'm trying to predict what I know, I'm going with the idea that the Bucks will be ready for the hurt Colts and can turn the ball over a couple of times and make something happen on defense and, and give you a decent number. And I understand. I'm just saying I, I, I can't do it in the play. There's just no, like if you get a 20 because you're that ballsy that you believe all that. And I'm not going to sit here and argue with the analysis because it's all correct. 
it's all those are facts. Like you're arguing with facts. I just, I got to go back. If I'm going with what I've seen, I've seen Cincinnati be bad, even with Dalton in there. And sometimes division matchups are wonky, but they can also be wonky in the way where Dalton throws three interceptions. So it's, that's, that's one of those deals. I got to go Cleveland there. I, I am not, I can't get talked off it. Let's see. Jared Cook or Vance McDonald? That's tight end this year, folks. That that really it's Jared Cook, by the I way, got, is the answer to Yeah, I've got Jared Cook as a top five play. Yeah, um, Jared Cook is right outside get, the top. He's five been getting the volume. Uh, it's a decent matchup. Um I mean, yeah. Uh, Jared Cook for me, I, I think there's not a lot of guys I want to start ahead of him this week. No, I'm playing Jared Cook. Uh standard scoring. So hold your nose. Uh Devin Singletary. David Montgomery, Kenyon Drake, pick two. Pick two. Singletary and Montgomery then. And I and I hate it, but that's that's my actual rankings. Right. And it's high, and it's high enough that uh <clears throat> despite the matchup, I have said I have Devin Singletary as running back fifteen in standard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh I have Montgomery at twenty three, and that just eclipses Kenyon Drake down there. Uh, like late tw- late twenties, almost to thirty. Yeah, <laughs> and I I got I I can't I'm not I can't buy into the Kenyon Drake. He got all the work last week and he still didn't have a good day. Uh, yeah, but again, you're talking about the Rams. Uh, front compared to what the Steelers have been doing that's the last fair. couple of weeks. That's fair. So compared to what the Steelers run defense has turned into. It's I mean, not, it's it's different scenario for me in standard scoring. I actually I have Drake at twenty. And I have Montgomery at 31. It's a short week. Dallas has been stuffing the run. Well, it's not a short week for them. It's a full week. It's a full week. They yeah. all, they both, both played week. on Thanksgiving. They both yeah. played on Thanksgiving. You're right. But, um, no, it's it's the, th- it's the Thursday game. Uh, it's I'd love to trust David Montgomery. I really would. But for me, a lot of his value that he wasn't getting in the first half of the year has come off of the pass catching. And yeah, if you're taking that away, because we're talking standard here, I'm going with Drake because he's the guy that's getting the carries for whatever reason in Arizona. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I hate it, but that's what I'm doing. Okay, so we'll split. We we both agree that you got to play Singletary out of that, and then we split on your other choice. Yes. All right. Let's try to get one more in here. Um... Okay. So again. See, okay, I'm I'm not even gonna bother with this one. I'll 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 find a different one. But please, when you're doing this start sit, for the love of Pete, people, don't come at me with, "Hey, I've got these seven wide receivers. Which three would you start?" At some point, set your own lineup. All right. At some point, you have to play the game. I can't just play it for you. Okay, I can help you along the way. Kind of ridiculous team is that too, where I have that many wide receivers and I can't make any kind of choice. Like yeah, I'm not. I feel like they're, I they're all the same. Uh-huh. Three of them, just from looking at the page. Well, myself, I mean, to be like, fair, it sounds like a team you would draft. It's just seven of the same wide seven receiver. Seven of the same, but I wouldn't have seven yeah. of them. Pair it down to <laughs> five or six. Like, oh, at sure. a certain yeah. point, you have to limit your own choices. Okay. <laughs> and yes, I have that exact problem weekly in my playoff yeah. golden league team where I'm picking. Yeah, st- here's six stop. running backs. Please pick two. No, Maybe it's not a even flex. that. It's no, not even this that. Is, come on. I don't even Come on, problem. I have four wide receivers that are identical. Pick three. So you, you, <laughs> let me find a good one or the other. That works. That's basically how that works on that team. But yeah, yeah. For the love of Pete, people, too many options. If if you gotta li- give us something to work. Also, please tell us if it's PPR or standard. I know that people are getting better about that, but All that's right. the- PPR flex. We'll end on this one. PPR flex. Uh, Randall Cobb. Michael Gallup, Devin Singletary, and we'll go with those three. Because the other option was Chris Carson, uh, and that would obviously be Chris Carson, because how is he not a starting running back? How is he in the flex discussion? I'm, yeah, I'm actually confused by your team. How, how is Chris <laughs> Carson in this conversation with the rest of these players? So um, Cobb, he, Gallup, and Singletary. Yeah. I feel like it's uh, going to end up coming down to Gallup and Singletary. It's actually it's Singletary is the answer, and I've got Gallup yeah. a bit lower, and, and I would then, agree with that. Uh, and then yeah, so it it would end up being Singletary is the answer to that question. 
Um, I have no idea how you're not playing Chris Carson. Tannehill or Fitzpatrick. Pay attention. <laughs> pay, pay attention. Why won't it read? <laughs> My God. Tannehill or Fitzpatrick. What is uh, this? What is happening? You want to hit him with the what? crazy pills drop? Get it. Go. My we're going to get that. Uh, that I off again. Like I'm taking crazy pills. Hey, you know, Ryan Ryan Tannehill hasn't been good for four years in Miami, but it's a good thing he's not in Miami anymore. Uh, I mean, oh my God. I have Ryan Tannehill at QB6 this week. Jesus. At a certain point, Google something. (laughs) Just Google it. Uh, Half point PPR, Mike Williams or Sterling Shepard? That's a good one. That's that's at least a legitimate question. That's a legitimate question. Hold on. Ryan Tannehill. While we're here. Hold on. I'll answer that question as we're wrapping up the show because that's that's a real question that deserves people. People might want to actually need that. Wow, oh, the mighty of Mike Williams here. You got to scroll. I mean, yeah, Mike Mike Williams uh, is a big play machine, but I mean, no, I'm still passing. I'm gonna play Sterling uh, again. Shepard, it, actually. I can't drop you, Sterling Shepard that many spots with Eli. Right. It'd be like six spots. Even that's too far. I'm willing to drop him to below some of the other guys we had talked about, but I'm not going that. Yeah. No, okay, yeah. yeah for me, Sterling I've got Shepard at 38 and Mike Williams at 50. I've got Sterling Shepard so, at 38 and Mike Williams at like 40. So I can't go that far. I'm not dropping Sterling Shepard that far just because of the Eli thing. Yeah. They're playing Philly on Monday night, people. At a certain yep. point, like, <laughs> at a certain point, I've seen Philly's secondary. It's horrible. There's a reason they keep losing these games that prevent them from catching the Cowboys. That's part of it. Yeah, but all you have to do is line the defense up 10 yards down the field, and then everything <laughs> will be thrown underneath, and you just tackle them right away. Yeah. You, yeah. Sure, they chip away at it, right? but eventually you, you get a turnover. You get, get to the red zone, and they can't right. do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, Eli just fumbles on himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The butt fumble part two. Sure. Oh, that'd be There great. you go. That'd be amazing. That Man, is we, we, get, we got through a lot of them there. I didn't even get to go through how everybody's wrong about the Packers. Man, I missed an opportunity there. But all right. Uh, well, well, we can't. Well, yeah. so here's the problem, Steve, is that we can't have you on here calling people Cletus every week. Is the real issue is is that, like, we got a lot of barely legible Fine, hate Fine, Bocetus, whatever. A lot I wanna... of barely legible hate mail, okay, from that, and, and, uh, and, there, and, that's, and that's why. So it's <laughs> like even when you read it, you read it with that thick accent, right? Like you can't not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like you're choking on a cheese curd as you're talking. Like that's, <sighs> you know, we'd like to get one weekend without taking a gratuitous shot at the Packers fan base, but this week would will not we? be the week. No, would we? I don't no, know if we would. Largely, becoming I don't our know. Shtick. I think it's better when we do. <laughs> actually, largely becoming our shtick is uh. Steve's perpetual battle on Twitter with all the eggs and Packer logo avatar people continues on. How's for Aaron week. Jones doing now? Oh, here we go. <laughs> I get admonished for all for my. I took three victory laps to open the show and get admonished. And this whole show is the Aaron Jones Steve victory lap. It's not talking about today's show. I'm just talking about the podcast show history. It's the Aaron Jones Steve victory lap. <laughs> Be different uh, if I was wrong, but I'm not. Well, that's fair. <laughs> Well, as you continue on with, as I was going to say, with all the, your battle on Twitter with all the eggs and uh, people with uh, Packers avatars and Chiefs avatars that like to get up in your mentions all day and keep you busy. Aaron Jones running back 36 the last four weeks. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you had any parting thoughts, but I feel like that That's really the party thought right there. Right Go there. ahead, America. Dunk. Uh, yeah. Go and ahead then and dunk get again. Go ahead and get at him on Twitter. He is. Get on the rim. Nonsense underscore Steve on just about every social media, but really the Fantasy Life app and Twitter is where we do most of our dirty work. He will be there to answer your hate mail, as he always is, as you continue to be wrong about Aaron Jones being a top 10 running back. Tyree uh, Kill, wide receiver 35. <laughs> go check your mentions, ladies and gentlemen, because <laughs> we're here to bring the truth. I am obviously <laughs> at nonsense underscore Neil, Mr. Neil Smith, and, uh, uh, Good luck with all your Giants, good luck with all your Browns, and good luck to all you unfortunate souls who refuse to listen about Nick Foles because you only watch playoff football and just will not listen. We will see you on Friday to help set your lineups properly. But until then, keep up the nonsense. Uh, Have a week. We did a role reversal there. Yeah, that's right. That's (laughs) right.
Music for the Important Nonsense Podcast is provided by Benjamin Banger, Tritachion, and Admiral Bob. Thank you for listening, and be sure to keep up with all the latest content on importantnonsense.com.